You're listening to The Corbett Report. CorbettReport.com Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to The Corbett Report. I am your host, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, coming to you, as always, from the sunny climes of Western Japan, here on the 17th day of September 2021, with episode 408 of the Corbett Report podcast, 9-11 Truth, Lessons Learned, question mark. And yes, that is going to be, obviously, the question on the table for today, and I have my own answers to that question. As you will know, if you watched the 9-11 Global live stream that was broadcast live on the Lawyers Committee for 9-11 Inquiries Global live stream on Saturday, September 11th, 2021, and then was uh, available for access for the following week for people who donated to that uh, that live stream. Um, if you did miss it, well, here is my presentation specifically. That was a pre-recorded video that they did play on that live stream. Uh, it deals obviously with the topic of 9-11 Truth at 20 years old and what it can and cannot tell us for the development of whatever movement is going to go forward into the brave new world order of the COVID-1984, COVID-9-11 biosecurity state. Um, I, I think there's some important materials to chew on here. And if uh, this doesn't whet your appetite enough, I would suggest that you also look back at COVID-911, COVID-911 that I released last year on the 19th anniversary of September 11th in order to uh, better understand that transition that is clearly taking place between homeland security and biosecurity and what that transition means and how we will move forward. Um, there's a lot of important issues to deal with here today and so I'm going to leave this on the table while you are all, I'm sure, anxiously waiting at the edge of your seat, waiting for the next uh, part of the Al-Qaeda documentary, False Flags, The Secret History of Al-Qaeda, to drop. Part 2, 9-11, is on its way, but as I hope you can appreciate, these things take a considerable amount of time and effort, and Brock and myself, we are both working fervently and feverishly behind the scenes on this. And as an example of that, I'll get, Brock, can you put up a screenshot of the project file as it stands and just show people a little bit of how much effort goes into the creation of these videos? Anyway, on that note, it will be coming soon, but uh, not yet. So continue to wait. In the meantime, uh, I hope you get something out of this presentation today, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this subject. Without any further ado, here's my presentation from the 9-11 Global Livestream, 9-11 Truth, Lessons Learned. 20 years. Two decades. Half my life have I spent in the smoldering ruins of those exploded towers picked my way through the eight-mile-long debris field in Shanksville, huddled in the blast hole of the Army's accounting offices in the E-ring of the Pentagon. Take off your shoes and belt, suspect. Single file, digital fingerprints and photographs, please. Don't worry, we're just looking for the terrorists. Speak up, prisoner. The NSA is recording this conversation for posterity. Machines of loving grace are scanning your emails and monitoring your social media posts. All in the name of 
homeland security, you understand. How much cash do you want to withdraw? What for? Why don't you just use a card like everyone else? Hmm, we're gonna have to run a background check on you for this. After all, you might be one of them. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. At least I got to live half my life in the old world. The see your friend off at the airport gate world. The the government wouldn't spy on us world. The papers please is a sign of tyranny world. That world too was a lie. But at least they needed to tell that lie to the public because people still believed in it. Now? Now there's an entire generation who have grown up in the shadow of those towers, who have never known a world that was not haunted by the hobgoblin of terrorism, who have never thought twice about giving up the freedoms they barely knew they had in the name of fighting the invisible enemy. How can we blame them for not understanding the gravity of this moment, here, today, giving up those few freedoms that remain in the name of fighting the new phantom menace? Me? I came to the party five years late. The rallies, the C-SPAN broadcasts, the street activism. Investigate 9-11! Impeach Cheney first! Remember Building 7! How innocent that all seems today, 20 years later. How naive. But why not? We had the t-shirts, we had the slogans, we had the spindles of DVD, and we had the momentum on our side. By the sixth anniversary, it was undeniable. A majority of Americans wanted the, an investigation of Bush and Cheney's actions on 9-11. A full 32% wanted an immediate impeachment. 67% believed that the 9-11 Commission had failed by not investigating the destruction of World Trade Center Building 7. So what happened? Well, hope and change happened, of course. Never underestimate the sedative effect that a pure, unadulterated hit of hopium spiked directly into the veins of the body politic can have in quelling public dissent. It works every time. But it was more than that. 9-11 truth was not derailed by the Obamasaya. At least, not completely. No. 9-11 Truth was derailed by 9-11 Truth. You see, the truth about 9-11 is as remarkably simple as it is incredibly powerful. We were lied to about 9-11. Period. End of debate. No one who knows anything about 9-11 could possibly deny that. I'd like to see them try. That is the basis for a movement. With that 
one truth, we could demolish an entire edifice of lies. They lied about 9-11. They didn't just cover up the truth, they actively suppressed it. Everyone, everyone who is guilty of keeping the truth about 9-11 from the public is thereby an accessory to those crimes. Every one of the actions that followed on from those lies, the Patriot Act, the War of Terror, the deaths of millions of Afghans and Iraqis and Libyans and Syrians, the construction of the police state, even the blowing of the post-9-11 housing bubble that led to the global financial crisis, are as criminal as the events of 9-11 themselves. And those who have justified their criminal actions by recourse to the lies of 9-11 are thereby guilty of terrorism. Those who committed their signatures to the Patriot Act are the terrorists. Those who invoked the doctrine of preemptive self-defense to justify their wars of aggression around the world are the terrorists. Those who paraded on the corpses at ground zero in order to justify their own political agenda are, by definition, the terrorists. This isn't rocket science. It isn't even controlled demolition science. It's just plain, simple truth. But somewhere along the way, that plain truth about 9-11 got complicated. As the years turned into decades, the movement lost sight of that simple truth. Speculations became hypotheses. Hypotheses became theories. Theories became doctrines. Doctrines became dogma. Soon, there was no movement. There were only egos preferring their own totalizing explanation of 9-11, right down to the minutiae of operational details that they could not possibly have access to, unless they were in on the plot, that is. As if the very intelligence agencies they were accusing of perpetrating the attacks didn't have documentably a half-century of experience derailing citizen investigations of deep state operations with false leads and cookie-crumb trails that lead to nowhere. Now, there are no rallies, no C-SPAN broadcasts, no street activism. Just the remaining 9-11 truthers in the shrinking 9-11 truth tent denouncing each other as loudly as possible for deviating from the catechism of their preferred dogma. The planes were drones! The planes were missiles! What? You believe there were planes? Such is the cacophony of the rancorous dogmatists that they can barely hear Cass Sunstein cackling in the background. Mission accomplished. But, in retrospect, perhaps it was inevitable. After all, a movement that focuses on the events of a single day is destined to lose sight of the forest of the 20-year conspiracy that brought those events about for the trees of the events themselves. And a movement that focuses on one day in the increasingly distant past will find it 
increasingly difficult to stay relevant to the political present. The 9-11 liars have human psychology on their side. The lies are seared into the public consciousness. The retractions and debunkings of those lies pass largely unnoticed. And in the end, the pyrotechnics of 9-11 have had their intended effect. They have traumatized much of the public and hypnotized those who know they're being lied to. Blinded by the fireworks, 9-11 Truth could never find the will to turn away from the explosions and take the movement to the next level. 9-11 is not a series of dusty facts about demolition physics and airplane turning radiuses. As the 9-11 liars know all too well, it is a talisman that can be wielded to scare the public into submission. But, like all talismans, this one too has begun to lose its power. Whereas once the very invocation of terrorism was enough to justify an entire political platform, now not even the specter of Al-Qaeda, the bad Al-Qaeda, not not the good Al-Qaeda in Syria, or ISIS. ISIS-K, that is, the new, scarier version of ISIS, is enough to catch the public's attention. No. The terrorists needed a new talisman. A new 9-11. And here it is, right on schedule. A new terror has been unleashed upon the world to traumatize the public once again. But this time, the phantom menace is not a bearded Muslim boogeyman. No. It's a virus. At least in the good old homeland security state erected to keep us safe from the terrorists, you could protest, but I'm not a terrorist. It might not have saved you, but at least you could raise the point. But in the new biosecurity state, your cries of innocence will not be permitted. I'm sorry, ma'am, but the test says you're an asymptomatic spreader. We're going to have to quarantine you. It's for your own good. There is resistance, of course, just as there was resistance to the 9-11 lives. But is it a movement? Already it's devolving into egos and dogma and bickering. Ivermectin is our only hope. What are you talking about? The vaccine is the bioweapon. What? You believe viruses exist? Wait. What's that? I swear I could hear Cass Sunstein laughing in the background. Of course the terrorists are laughing. Why wouldn't they be? They've got us scrutinizing the trees again while they're busy encircling the forest. This isn't about COVID-19. This has nothing to do with the virus. This is about finishing the job that the terrorists started on 9-11. The job of locking down the planet. Oh, sure. Examine the details. Put the pieces together on the health passports and the digital ID the mandatory injections and government permission to leave your home, the central bank digital currencies and the Great Reset and the Fourth Industrial Revolution, we do 
need to know these things. But don't get stuck marveling at the pyrotechnics. Don't get stuck fighting your allies because they won't subscribe to your dogma. Don't get stuck focusing on what happened in 2019 so hard that you miss what's happening in 2021. Or some 20-year-old who's just joining the party today will blink and he'll find himself in 2039 wondering how he spent half his life in the shadow of a scamdemic. The terrorists know all of this, of course. It's how they stay in power. We don't have to speculate about this. We just have to take them at face value when they tell it to us. Like when Karl Rove admonished Ron Suskind for being part of the reality-based community who believe that solutions emerge from your judicious study of discernible reality. But, he insisted, that's not the way the world really works anymore. We are an empire now, and when we act, we create our own reality. And while you're studying that reality, judiciously, as you will, we'll act again, creating other new realities, which you can study too. And that's how things will sort out. We are history's actors. And you, all of you, will be left to just study what we do. And here we are. History's actors have created other new realities, and the same 9-11 truth movement that spent the last 20 years judiciously studying the last set of lies will spend the next 20 years judiciously studying these ones. Assuming we have 20 years left to spend in idle study, that is. Or, we could become history's actors. Stop waiting for events to happen so we can judiciously study them and start creating events, structures, institutions of our own. Can you imagine if the 9-11 truth movement had devoted one-tenth of the time and energy and resources that it spent arguing over pyroclastic dust clouds and measuring entry and exit holes to something actually productive? creating self-sustaining intentional communities, growing the free market and expanding the use of alternative currencies, creating our own businesses and institutions and building out alternative communication infrastructure and building up our own media. I don't have the answer. No one person does. But I can tell you this. We cannot afford to spend the next two decades judiciously studying the way our most basic rights, the right to refuse medical experimentation, the right to interact and transact with our friends and neighbors as we see fit, the right to leave our own home, are being stripped from us one by one. If we don't resist the biosecurity state with all our might, refuse to comply with its dictates, refuse to shut ourselves in and lay down when the government tells us to, then we are the terrorists, terrorizing our own children and grandchildren and consigning those generations yet unborn 
to the moths of a technocratic tyranny beyond any sci-fi dystopia. In the meantime, we look back yet again at that September day 20 years ago, not as a single day when the world changed forever, but as a signpost along the path, yet another in a chain of events and decisions and choices made by history's actors, us. I may never quite escape the shadow of those towers, but in that shadow, we can build towers of our own. The choice is ours, for now. For the Corbett Report in Western Japan, I am James Corbett.